Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, I tell the story of Nichelle and Zayden McKnight, who disappeared from Dayton, Ohio, on March 25th, 2014. A few days before she disappeared, Nichelle discovered that someone had been using her debit card to make thousands of dollars worth of purchases and withdrawals. The night she was last seen, she and Zayden left her mother's house the man that she had been dating named Antoine. But after they left, no one ever saw Nichelle or Zayden again. Several weeks later, on April 11, 2014, Nichelle's body was found near a river. She had been murdered. But there was no sign of Zayden. Nine years later, he is still missing. And the people responsible for Nichelle's murder have never been held accountable. This is Nichelle and Zayden's story. This week's story involves a mother and her son, and it's a story about a family's near-decade-long search for justice. Sadly, we know what happened to Nichelle, but Zayden was never found. Although law enforcement officials have concluded that Zayden may not be alive, his family remains committed to getting justice for their loved ones. In order to find the truth about her grandson's disappearance, Michelle's mother has become a fierce advocate for him. Through social media and various other channels, she has spread awareness about this case to keep Michelle and Zayden's memory alive. To have your daughter brutally murdered is an unimaginable pain. But to also have your grandson disappear and never found, it's a different kind of pain. I have told stories before similar to this. Nicole Fitz was murdered, and her body was found, but her daughter Ariana is still missing. And Monique Rivera was also murdered. Her son Andre was six weeks old, and he too has never been found. The other common thread between these cases is that no justice has ever been served for any of them. Nichelle McKnight 
was born on December 15th, 1988 in San Diego, California. She was the oldest child of Michelle Williams and Rodney McKnight. At some point, Michelle and her family moved to Ohio, where she attended West Carrollton High School, where she was an honor student. After graduating high school in 2007, Michelle felt a calling to serve her country and made the bold decision to enlist in the U.S. Air Force Reserves. In 2008, she began her service to her country, and soon after, she discovered she was pregnant. Despite the challenges of being a single mother, Nichelle remained committed to her military service, and she welcomed her son, Zayden Alexander McKnight, into the world on May 25, 2009. During her time in the military, Nichelle was assigned to the Wright Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio, where she worked as part of the 445th Aeromedical Staging Squadron. Her work was instrumental in supporting the medical needs of military personnel, and she took pride in her contributions to the mission. While Nichelle's military service was an important part of her life, her greatest love and priority was her son, Zayden. She was a devoted mother who worked tirelessly to provide for him. And despite the challenges of balancing her military service with motherhood, Nichelle never wavered in her dedication to her son. Her family and friends said that Nichelle was a hardworking single mother, and she worked two jobs, one at a local bakery and the other a clothing store to support her and her son. In total, Nichelle spent six years in the military before retiring in 2014. And although she had never been deployed as part of her service, she was an invaluable part of her reservist unit and even received a military award. After six years of service, Nichelle was ready for the next chapter of her life with her son. But just two weeks after her service ended, Nichelle and Zayden disappeared. And the lives of everyone who loved them changed forever. At some point, Nichelle met and began dating a man named Antoine Anderson. How they met is not known, but he was someone who had a sketchy past. And according to her mom, wasn't the kind of man that Nichelle usually dated. And that might have been why she didn't tell her mom about him. At the time, Nichelle and Zayden were living with Michelle, and she said that her daughter normally dated nerds or guys in the military. But Antoine was completely different. He had been arrested six times, including for robbery in 2006 and felonious assault in 2011, where he pled no contest and was sentenced to two years in prison. Now, from what I could gather, Nichelle and Antoine had not been dating long before things started to go left. On Sunday, March 23rd, 2014, Nichelle was notified that her debit card was fraudulently used to withdraw $800 from her bank account. Now, as a single mother working two jobs, that much money missing had to have been a huge blow. But she had no idea who had taken the money. There were also several other transactions, including several purchases at two different Walmarts. In total, nearly $4,000 had been fraudulently charged and withdrawn from Nichelle's account. Whoever had made the purchases clearly had had her debit card because 
they were using it in person to buy things and withdraw money. Michelle immediately called the bank to report the theft. The next day, Monday, March 24th, she sent Antoine a text to tell him what happened. She told him that someone had used her debit card and had stolen her money, and that she suspected that it might have been someone from a local bus station or a Shell gas station. She told him that she called the bank to place a block on her cards, changed her PIN, placed fraud protection on her account, and added a signature requirement to access her account. I mean, having money stolen from you is unsettling. And no matter how much money you have or make, someone stealing from you is a big deal. The fraud report had allowed Nichelle to recover the money, but it was still something that no one would want to go through. After Nichelle's money went missing, it's unclear whether she had any suspicions about Antoine's involvement in the theft. It is possible that she confided in him because she trusted him and hoped that he might be able to help her in some way. Some reports suggest that Antoine was Nichelle's ex-boyfriend, but others indicate that they were still in a relationship at the time. Regardless of their exact status, it is clear that Antoine was not completely committed to Nichelle because he was also involved with another woman named Tanisha, who would later play a significant role in this story. And Michelle may have been unaware of Antoine's other relationship, or she may have known, but chose to overlook it. Either way, the situation was complicated, and it's difficult to say how that might have affected Michelle's state of mind in the days following. On March 25th, 2014, Michelle texted Antoine around 3 p.m., According to court records, they had exchanged a series of texts during that time, and Nichelle asked Antoine if she could come over to his apartment so that she could do laundry. The contents of all of the texts aren't known, and it's unclear why Nichelle would ask to do laundry at Antoine's apartment instead of her own house, but it is possible that she didn't have a washer and dryer, and so to save money, she wanted to use machines at his apartment. But later on that night, at around 9.30 p.m., Michelle texted Antoine again, and she told him not to worry about coming to get her and that she was going to bed. I don't know if he responded to that text, but an hour later, he did text back. According to Michelle, Michelle's mom, they were at home when suddenly she got a text at around 10.30 p.m. Antoine sent her a text telling her that he was going to come pick her up and that she could spend the night at his apartment. Now, I have no idea, but I assume this wasn't going to be the first time she was spending the night there. I mean, the way the messages are described make it seem like this was something that had happened before because it wasn't like a, do you want to spend the night? It was more like, get ready, I'm going to come get you. And so at around 11.30 p.m., Antoine arrived at Nichelle's mom's home and sent her a text letting her know that he was outside. Michelle recalled the events of that night when she spoke to a local news station and said, quote, we were sitting in the living room laughing and talking, and then shortly after, she got a message, then a call, and then they just left. Now, according to the court records, 
Once Antoine arrived, Michelle put Zayden's coat on, and they both got in Antoine's car and left. But they didn't return home the next day. Or the day after that. Michelle also didn't call her mom to check in. Or anyone else, for that matter. Her mom was concerned when she didn't hear from her daughter, but she had no idea that the nightmare had already begun. By March 27th, it had been two days since Nichelle and Zayden were last seen, and Nichelle had not shown up for her shifts at either of her jobs, something that she would never do. Coworkers from the two places that she worked reached out to her mom to ask her why Nichelle had not shown up for work. Michelle, of course, had no idea that her daughter hadn't been at work, and she knew right away that something was wrong. Now, Michelle was growing increasingly worried about her daughter and grandson. She had been unable to reach them for several days, and so after multiple attempts to contact them by a phone and other means, she made the difficult decision to contact the Dayton Police Department and report them as missing. She provided the police with crucial information, informing them that Nichelle and Zayden had not been seen since Tuesday, March 25th, and that Nichelle hadn't shown up for work. Michelle's concern for their safety was understandable, and she hoped that police would be able to quickly find Nichelle and Zayden. As she waited for news, Michelle tried to remain hopeful, praying that her daughter and grandson would be found soon and reunited with their family. Little did Michelle know that the search for her daughter and grandson would uncover unexpected and shocking revelations, plunging her into a world of uncertainty and fear. With each passing moment, her hope began to fade replaced by an overwhelming sense of dread. What could have happened to her loved ones? And would they be found alive? As she anxiously waited for news, Michelle couldn't shake the feeling that the worst was yet to come. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're a mom like me, then you probably spend most of your week dedicated to other people, it's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Therapy allows you to handle the ups and downs of life so that you can show up for yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GirlGone today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash girl gone. On March 25th, 2014, 
25-year-old Nichelle McKnight and her four-year-old son Zayden left her mother's house where they lived with a man that she was dating named Antoine to spend the night at his apartment. But the next day, Nichelle and Zayden did not return home. On March 29th, her mom reported her and Zayden missing. And the investigation into what happened to them began. When Michelle reported her daughter, Nichelle, and grandson, Zayden, missing to police, they immediately began investigating what happened to the mother and her young son. After police interviewed Nichelle's mom the Saturday that she was reported missing, they also went to Antoine. Now, it's not clear how they found out about Antoine, because from what I could gather, at that point, Michelle did not know anything about him. But nonetheless, police spoke to him that day via phone, and they told him that both Nichelle and Zayden were missing. He told police that he had not seen Nichelle or Zayden since Tuesday night. It's unknown what he said happened to them or where he said he last saw them, but police wanted to speak to Antoine in person, so they asked him to come into the station, but Antoine never came into the station. When Nichelle and Zayden went missing, there was no alert issued by police. Now, they claimed the reason why was because Nichelle had a history of leaving for days and not telling her family. But the investigators said that it didn't stop them from, quote-unquote, going above and beyond in their search for the missing mother and son. On April 2nd, 2014, six days after police received the missing person support, an anonymous caller gave them a tip, stating that a mother and her child may have been killed. Police, however, said that the caller indicated that the child was a female, and so they didn't make a connection. But as the investigation continued, police began to realize that this was not a case of a mother who just left for a few days. They looked through Nichelle's Facebook page and saw that she was someone who regularly posted to the site. But since she went missing, there had been no posts to any of her social media pages. It was becoming more and more clear to investigators that whatever they initially thought about Nichelle's disappearance was wrong, and that she and her son were potentially in danger. Police pulled Nichelle's phone records and found out that the last person she had spoken to the day that she went missing was Antoine. Now, when police first spoke to him that day that the report was filed, he said that he had nothing to do with Nichelle and Zayden's disappearance but he also refused to come in and speak to police. As the days went by, it was becoming increasingly more clear that Antoine was not going to willingly come in. Luckily for police, Antoine did have an unrelated arrest warrant for traffic violations, and so they decided that they would arrest him on those offenses. That would give them an opportunity to question him about Nichelle and Zayden. While they continued to investigate, police received information about the money that had been stolen from Nichelle's bank account. When they learned where the purchases were made and that it was at a local Walmart, they went there to see if they could get surveillance footage. And they got lucky. 
they were able to capture a woman on the footage using Nichelle's debit cards, and they identified her as Tanisha Harris. The police were not sure how she was connected to Nichelle, but they soon learned that she, too, was dating Antoine Anderson. After learning Tanisha's identity and the fact that she had been using Nichelle's debit cards, police obtained a search warrant to search her home and Antoine's home. They also obtained search warrants for their cell phones. On April 7, 2014, police executed a search warrant on the home of Tanisha Harris, and the evidence they found inside was disturbing. According to police, inside Tanisha's home, they found a purse, and inside her purse, they found a Home Depot receipt dated for April 5th for the purchase of a shovel. Now, a few hours later, while members of the Fugitive Task Force team sat outside her home, they spotted Antoine Anderson leaving in his car. The detectives called for squad cars to follow Antoine and pull him over so they could detain him. And so police followed him for a few blocks and then attempted to pull Antoine over. But Antoine sped off and then jumped out of his car, and ran into a wooded area. As police pursued Antoine, he pulled out a gun, and police who were chasing him fired six shots at him. But instead of firing back at police, he used his gun to kill himself. The prime suspect in Nichelle and Zayden's disappearance was now dead. But the investigation was far from over. And Nichelle and Zayden were still missing. After Antoine killed himself, later that day, Tanisha was arrested and charged with theft, unlawful use of a credit card, and receiving stolen property. Investigators knew that Tanisha was involved in stealing from Nichelle, and they were pretty confident that she had information about Nichelle and Zayden's disappearance. On April 9th, police executed search warrants on Tanisha's home and car. Inside the basement of Tanisha's home, police found blood evidence that positively matched Nichelle. And when they tested the blood further, they found a mix of DNA that could not exclude Zayden. They also found Nichelle's sneakers, along with her ID, debit card, and social security cards, for both her and Zayden. The search of Tanisha's car also found blood evidence inside the trunk, which also matched Nichelle. The police were convinced that Tanisha was involved in Nichelle and Zayden's disappearance, but the evidence that they were finding told them that they had both likely been murdered in the basement of that home, and that their bodies had been transported in the trunk of Tanisha's car. The question was, where were they? Now, through their investigation, police had learned through phone records that Tanisha and Antoine had been in constant contact since Nichelle and Zayden's disappearance. On Thursday, March 27th, Tanisha and Antoine exchanged a series of texts. At 4.41, Antoine sent Tanisha a text asking her if she had, quote, looked up that stuff, 
And then six minutes later, Tanisha accessed a webpage titled Finding Blood with a UV Light. Later that same evening, she again accessed a different website with similar information about UV lights at a crime scene. The next day, March 28th, Antoine again texted Tanisha and told her not to touch anything in her trunk. He also told her to wear bags on her shoes when she went down to the basement. They also learned that Antoine had texted a friend of his to borrow a shovel, but the friend didn't have one. For days after Nichelle and Zayden disappeared, Antoine and Tanisha exchanged several suspicious texts, and police knew that they had their primary suspects. However, Antoine was now dead, and Tanisha was the only person alive that they believed had information about Nichelle and Zayden's fate. But she was denying any involvement, and police still needed to find them. On April 11, 2014, police received an anonymous tip from someone claiming to be a friend of Antoine's. They told police to search near an abandoned apartment building on Riverside Drive in Hamilton County. Police followed the tip and went to the location to conduct a search. They looked inside the abandoned building, and they also searched the wooded riverbank behind the building. After going down a steep embankment near the river's edge, police made a gruesome discovery. Stuck beneath heavy underbrush, police found the partially nude body of Nichelle McKnight. When her body was found, police were able to see two gunshot wounds on the side of her head. When an autopsy was performed, the coroner confirmed that Nichelle had died from multiple gunshot wounds and had been dead since she was reported missing several weeks before. Nichelle had been found, but Zayden was still missing. Based on the evidence that police had found, it led them to believe that he was murdered alongside his mother. The problem was, his body was not found. Police conducted searches in the area, using bloodhounds to track his scent and cadaver dogs in case he had been buried out there. But the search turned up nothing. Investigators did not have enough evidence to charge Tanisha with Nichelle's murder, but they did have evidence that she was involved. And so on May 8th, Tanisha was charged with tampering with evidence, gross abuse of a corpse, and failure to report a crime. She pled not guilty. But while Tanisha awaited trial on the multiple charges against her, Nichelle and Zayden's family continued their search for him. They knew that police had concluded that Zayden was likely dead, but they had not found his body, and so they held out hope that maybe Zayden was still alive. On July 5th, 2014, Texas EquiSearch, an organization from Texas that uses their resources to organize extensive searches for missing people, joined the search. But unfortunately, they did not locate Zayden or any evidence about where he might be. 
In August 2014, Tanisha Harris was convicted for the theft charges and was sentenced to 10 months in jail. In May 2015, she was released with an ankle monitor while she arrayed a trial for the abuse of corpse and tampering with evidence charges. That trial was set to begin on October 5th, 2015, but Tanisha waived her right to a trial and instead entered a guilty plea to the first two counts and no contest to the third count. The judge, however, found her guilty on the third charge. On November 19th, 2015, Tanisha appeared in court for sentencing, and she maintained that she did not know where Zayden was. And she said this to Tanisha's family, quote, I am sorry for the loss that the family has had, and if you don't mind, I want to turn around and look to the family in their face, and I want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the part that I played, the things that I did, but I did not have anything to do with her death. She also told them that she had no idea where Zayden was, and if she did, she would tell them. But the judge gave Tanisha the maximum sentence, which was only three years. In the years following, Michelle and Zayden's family continued their search for Zayden. They wanted to make sure that people didn't forget that he was still missing. They began holding vigils on his birthday and maintained a Facebook page dedicated to him and Michelle. But as time has gone on, their hope that they would find Zayden alive has begun to fade. But they will not give up. In 2017, Michelle spoke to Dayton 24-7 now and said that, quote, that's my daughter's son, and I owe it to her to keep looking and not stop. Even if Tanisha served her whole sentence, she is more likely than not out and living her life somewhere. But she has never been charged with Nichelle's murder or Zayden's disappearance. And to this day, police have not gotten enough evidence to charge her. With Antoine dead, they believe that she still is the only person alive that can point them in the direction of where Zayden is. March 2023 marked nine years since Zayden disappeared and his mother was murdered. He would be 13 years old. Police told NBC2 in Dayton that they were still investigating his disappearance, and they believed that there was someone out there that had information. Lieutenant Bauer from the Dayton police said, quote, I'm an optimist, and I tend to think a lot more people probably have knowledge on this. Even if it's just a small piece of information, that little piece of information can be a catalyst to propel an investigation. The murder of Nichelle McKnight and the disappearance of her son Zayden is a heartbreaking story because not only has Nichelle's killer never been held responsible, Zayden has never been found. For nine long years, their family has done their best to keep their memories alive and just like the police, they believe that there is someone out there who knows something. 
Because his body has never been found, there is still a possibility that Zayden is still alive. But even if he's not, his family deserves to find him so they can lay him to rest. Nichelle did not deserve what happened to her. Neither did her son. And there is someone out there that knows something, and you can help bring this family closure. Nichelle and Zayden McKnight were last seen on March 25th, 2014, in Dayton, Ohio. Nichelle's body was found near the banks of the Stillwater River on April 11th, 2014. Zayden was never found and would be 13 now. If you have any information about his disappearance or his whereabouts, please contact the Dayton Police Department. May Nichelle McKnight rest in peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new story. In the meantime, make sure you follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.